is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Jenny LaRoche, we talk about asking for permission in the room and in life. And we also cover Annie Live. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Jenny LaRoche. Asking for permission is a big issue mm-hmm. with performers. I'm curious if that's ever come up in a conversation you've had. Absolutely. If so, Absolutely. what have you said? What has been your insight on it or even on your own life? It's so hard. I think a part of it is just the way we are trained as dancers. It's like, wait your turn, just do what you're told right. instead of, cause I noticed this with singers, they are much more free to ask questions and excuse me, this does not feel right for me or, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but you rarely see a dancer be like, this isn't going to work for me. You know, you, you're just so mute um, Mm -hmm. in like certain moments. And so many times I'm like, I'm literally the one in auditions that is always asking the questions and then we'll get to holding room and I'll always have someone be like, Oh my God, thank you so much for asking that. I was like terrified. And I was like, why do we not want to ask questions? Like, you know, um, but I think it's just, you know, people get embarrassed. They feel like everyone knows the answers already and that, you know, they're the only ones that are like, oblivious but really we're all kind of oblivious um you know i i think we just have to get more comfortable being uncomfortable in those moments especially like just ask the question yeah and a sense of owning it just kind of mm-hmm. you know there's there's so many times that i've even you know witnessing auditions and someone gets a note and you can tell they don't know what that note means you know yes. but they won't ask <laughs> and then they right. begin to do it again the same way with that. And, and that's like, worse. Yeah. And it's when you so ask, worse. when you ask, you know, oh, is this what you mean? Then all of a sudden the person behind the table now has to think. And now they're yeah. awake. <laughs> and it's an interaction. <laughs> totally. Totally. You don't want to, I mean, that's the worst, right? If a director gives you a note and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. And then you don't take the note because you didn't understand what the note was. Like, it's worse because then the director's like, oh, she doesn't. T- take direction or like, I'm never, you know, I'm never going to be able to get anything out of her. (laughs) So just always ask, always ask, Mm. like no question is a dumb question, especially, you know, with what we do. How have you gotten better at uh, balancing achievement versus fulfillment in your life? That is a continuing, (laughs) that's an ongoing practice, honestly. Um, but my family life, for sure. Uh, mm. I don't know if I've mentioned I had a, a little baby eight months ago. I'm a oh. new mama. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. Me and my husband, we welcomed baby Jessa into our lives. And she's all consuming. She takes all my time and all of my sleep <laughs> and all of my energy. But she's fabulous and adorable. And... I think that definitely has given me perspective. Um, I've always aimed to have a work-life balance. Uh, I tell this to my students, like, especially when you don't book a job that you really invested time and energy into, like not booking auditions sucks. And we should all be able to say, oh, that sucked. I really wanted that. And then give yourself the time and the space to grieve. No more than 24 hours is what I say, (laughs) but I like, if I have an audition and I know I was like 
fierce and I'm like, oh my God, I hope I get a call back. And then I don't. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go give myself a mani-pedi or something that makes me feel good. Some sort of self-care, you know, I'm going to go for a walk or get a latte. I don't know. Mm. Um, I've always aimed to find some sort of work-life balance and not just like drill, drill, drill. Cause that's when you burn out for sure in this industry. Um, cause it can definitely, you know, pound on your ego, but I, I definitely think my family having this little life always like waking me up at 6am with the biggest smile on her face. Um, I was actually saying this to, uh, our fabulous choreographer, uh, Sergio Trillo. It was like, uh, the Tony awards. I performed a couple of weeks ago on them, the opening number. And I had it like down to a science. Like I was like, okay, I'm not running late. I'm like, my bags were packed and this and that. And I had to breastfeed real quick. And I was like, okay, I have 10 minutes. And trying to get a baby to <laughs> on feed in 10 minutes and be like, okay, baby girl, I only have 10 minutes, you know? And she just, it's almost like she knew that mom was in a rush. So she would just like stop and look at me and then laugh and like roll over. And like, she was just not having it. And it totally made me laugh and relax and just settle into the moment and be like, okay, yeah, you're so right. I'm really not in that much of a rush and I'm about to be on the Tony awards. What like a, you know, instead of where my mind was like, okay, do I have my makeup? Do I have, do I have all my shoes? Like that kind of, you know, type a mentality. Um, yeah, I think, fulfillment versus, I didn't even answer your question, but fulfillment versus achievement. I've achieved a lot on paper, I think, but the fulfillment part comes from like the meaty roles that I get to do and during the time in my life that I'm doing them. Um, So like right now as a mom, even like little moments in the show, I, I won't give too much away about Annie Lott, but you know, I have a little moment where I'm a mom and I have a daughter and you know, we're walking through New York city and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is me. You know, it's like when you get to reflect in your art, what is happening in your life? Like that's really fulfilling. And you know, those moments are memories that you hold on to more than I think the achievements, um, Cause you can always achieve so much. I, I don't think there's ever going to be like a cap on like, I've achieved everything I want to do and now I'm done. Like there's always so much until I get my Oscar anyways, right. um, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, being fulfilled, I think that is like a continuing journey that goes along with the career, you know? Yeah. It always, to me, I guess, I don't know, it seems like fulfillment happens in such smaller yeah. achievements. Yes. <laughs> you know, like yeah. the biggest fulfillments happen in the smallest achievements, it seems. Yes. So yeah. it's, it, but uh, yeah, no, really, thank you for going on that whole thing. It was really, <laughs> no, it's helpful, you know, it's helpful to hear it and to understand the journey more. Um, yeah. I do have to ask, you know, we'll take a little pause up in here on Annie Live. This is yeah. very exciting. We're, it's very exciting. I mean, you guys are less than 
two weeks away from opening. We are two and two weeks, two, two weeks. and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. The yeah. essentially what's going on is you guys are rehearsing like it's a regular old musical with cameras. We though. sure are. Yes. And it's a it'll just be a one shot deal. <laughs> 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 opening night and, and closing, closing night. night it's all the same <laughs> yeah yeah so the stakes are high um what's it's the... i think that's the excitement of it hmm. and what's really cool because this is actually my first live that i'm doing so hmm. i'm thrilled to be doing any live um i think it's going to be a beautiful little like love letter to new york city and you know there's a lot of there's just a lot of beautiful gems in this piece um but being in the space that we're in all i keep thinking i was like oh the audience gets to see all the really cool things like it's almost like they have the backstage seats uh because they get to watch everything all the different camera angles happening and it's it's literally like getting a backstage tour and watching a Broadway show, like all in one oh for God. the people that get to, <laughs> for the live audience that's going to be there. Um, so I definitely want to, the next live, um, if I'm not in, I'm definitely going to go to, cause I think it's really um, extraordinary that they get to kind of like peek in to all that. It, we're just fully exposed sure. in that element. Cause there's no, you know, uh, we we're never just playing towards the proscenium. So I think it's going to be really cool. And the cast is really phenomenal, really phenomenal. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what am I doing here? Okay. Okay. Step it up. Jenny, step it up. Um, just orphans. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, everyone's really great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Nicole Schwarzinger is like such a beautiful performer and artist and Taraji is hysterical and Harry Connick Jr. is just amazing and incredible. And Selena, I think is going to really blow people away. Um, she brings tears to my eyes every single time she sings. She's so fabulous playing our little Annie. So the numbers are grand and big and um, yeah, I think it'll be really nice. It's a perfect holiday musical. I got to say, it's the first live musical that I think the most people will know the lyrics to. That's, <laughs> I can see that. There's yeah. a lot of, I mean, it's when I, when I heard that there was going to be that quick replacement of one of the actresses because of whatnot, yes. I was like, well, someone else I'm sure knows the words already so they can get put <laughs> in. Everyone's done it. But you haven't done Annie before. Or have I you? have actually. Have. <laughs> and case and point. <laughs> but I only did I actually did the easy street number um I did Annie in 2014 the the movie uh with Jamie Foxx and uh Cameron Diaz so this is my second Annie but you were so right who hasn't done Annie <laughs> I'm you never get tired of Annie it's like not me I've done yeah. it too I mean we've all yeah um and then of course naturally I just saw it and I have to plug it tick tick boom incredible and yes. speaking of work-life balance, you were 24 weeks? I was 24 weeks pregnant when we shot Tick, Tick, Boom. And we were smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. Pre there were no vaccines yet. Mm -hmm. um, 
we were transitioning presidents. <laughs> I could, I should what say. What a way to put it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot going on that month. Um, nice. And we were in a bubble uh, because of, you know, the state of the pandemic and, you know, New York City was pretty quiet at that time. And yeah, I'm doing a full on modern dance number with baby girl growing happily in my belly. And what was really cool, I remember rehearsing for that number. Um, and that was the first time that while I was dancing, there was dancing in my belly. Like my baby was moving with me. And that was so surreal and so beautiful and full circle and very hard to explain, but it was really wild. Like I remember doing something, it was like a, a porta bra and then I felt her kind of like react and try and mimic. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be a dancer. <laughs> you know? Born a star. <laughs> Born a star. I was like, can her name be in the credits? I think it's necessary. Um, <laughs> but um, oh, the movie, oh, so beautiful. And Lynn manuel did such a fabulous job and he was so supportive. I mean, not just of me, of course, but um, every time they would yell cut, he'd be like, fabulous, great. Oh my gosh, you guys are so, he was like our biggest hype man. And it was adorable. It was just wonderful. The whole, like that experience. I mean, we all still talk about it, that like, that is the timestamp of forever. Um, where our industry was. There wasn't much happening um, anywhere else. And, you know, Broadway was still shut down and we all got to be together and do what we love in our face mask and face shields. And I say this to anybody, if I could be 24 weeks pregnant and dancing in an N95 and a face shield, everybody can wear a mask. <laughs> It is absolutely possible. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, no, Tick, Tick, Boom, I'm so excited about. And Jonathan Larson, what a marvel. Um, Rent is my favorite musical, I like, of all time. And the music is so beautiful. And yeah, I was really excited to do that film. Mm. That's a real honor. Especially during the pandemic with these, you know, performing mm -hmm. and getting to do Tick, Tick, Boom and... Uh, pre-vaccination, were there any changes that you made or have currently made that have increased positivity and decreased negativity in your life? Ooh. Ooh, what a question. That I've done personally to like... Yeah. Well, during the pandemic, I did a lot of mindfulness and meditating. Um, I'm finding that harder to find the time for with a baby. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I'm like 10 minutes to sit and meditate is not really on my schedule. Um, right, right. But hmm, to decrease negativity. I'm trying my best to be present. I think during the pandemic, um, I, I was for myself, I was definitely very anxious, especially being pregnant. Um, there's just so much unknown and, you know, um, so I think anxiety definitely comes from fear 
mm-hmm. of like what's to come or, you know, am I doing everything that I need to be doing to be careful and safe and this and that. And so for me, literally toning all of that down and just staying super present in where I am and what I'm doing and how grateful I am to be where I am and doing what I'm doing Mm. keeps that positivity coming and keeps the negativity at bay. Um, For sure. Yeah. I, especially this year, I look at, you know, my native land, like what's going on in Haiti. And I think it's so sad and so horrible, everything that's been happening. And I think when I get to, you know, be singing lovely scores, like the one from Annie and hanging out with friends and, you know, doing a a beautiful choreographed number by Sergio, I'm doing a-okay, literally having like the best time. And when I get to hold my little baby girl and play the rent score. Cause she's already been exposed to <laughs> many musicals. Um, and she loves dance hour. We dance in front of the mirror and you know, like all of those things I'm like, okay, I am absolutely so happy and so grateful for everything that I have in my life. So yeah. Um, remembering all of that and staying really present in it uh, definitely keeps the positivity coming. Are there any common pieces of incorrect advice that you've heard in your field slash life? Um, yes, kind of. And this was, <laughs> there's a lot of bad advice out there, but um, yes, <laughs> I'm going to stick with one and it's kind of, we already talked about it, but hmm. my moment with Jennifer Lewis Um, You know, growing up, I just, I see a lot of soloists out there and there's a lot of like TikTok, like me, me, me. I think the vanity is never really checked nowadays. Mm. And for all of my, you know, dancers and training, everyone wants to dance by themselves and no one really wants to dance with a group Mm. and that's going to be you know very shocking to a lot of people i think that want to enter enter this industry Mm. as an ensemble dancer you know you're not a soloist um you have to work well with the group and so in terms of advice like yeah i i feel like teachers would be like oh yeah wear something really bright that stands out in an audition and you're going to book the job, like be the most, like be super extra, like, and that's not what people are looking for when we're auditioning for a musical Mm. or for especially Broadway, like, and I'll speak for myself when I'm casting people, I'm looking for people that get it. I'm looking for professionals that take direction, that take notes, that, you know, and it's not about blending, but it is about dancing as a unit, maintaining your spacing and shining the, like, I want to see who you are in the room, but not necessarily this like super extra me, 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 me type of personality that 
doesn't want to work with anybody. You know, I, I feel like that's really bad advice. And I've, I've watched it given to little kids now. And I'm like, no, don't tell them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that's not the way our industry works. Like we're, we are team players. And I think that needs to be reiterated over and over and over again. Um, even our, you know, even if you're going to be a lead, you're going to be a team player and you're going to lead a company um, graciously. So, hmm. yeah, I think that's terrible advice that <laughs> people give. Yeah, that's that's it's interesting that you say it, too, because you're right. There is so much individuality these days, which is, you know, a good thing. You should be an individual. A good thing. Yeah, but... As it pertains to theater, though, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I remember I had a teacher and she actually made me feel really self-conscious. And I, I mean, now I look back at it and I was like, oh, I was the only black dancer in that class. And she was this um, white woman with red hair and she wanted everyone to wear pink lipstick the next day. I was probably like 12 years old or something. And it was, I mean, that's a choice when you want everyone to wear pink lipstick. Yeah. She's like, I want everyone to feel really good about themselves. And that was her goal. She wanted us to come in, makeup ready, pink lipstick. And that was going to give us the confidence that we needed for that day. And I had never worn pink lipstick. And I was like, that's not going to like, I'm not even talking like a cute, like, you know, matte, like something like, no, she wanted like a pale pink <laughs> lipstick that was very specific. Yeah. And I remember like the teachers put it on me the next day. It was horrifying and so embarrassing. I've, I had never felt uglier. And her whole lesson was like, yeah, when you audition, wear your pink lipstick, you know, like wear a bright color and like, that's how you're going to shine in an audition. And I just, I think of that advice and I'm like, if I ever actually showed up to an audition in New York City with some pale pink lipstick. Thank you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we'll call you. <laughs> that's all we need. <laughs> yeah. That's all we need. Thanks. Next. Oh, goodness yeah. gracious. Um, yeah, a lot of bad advice. We can move on. <laughs> there has, though. No, there has. And I think that's why, you know, I enjoy the question in particular, because sometimes like this, you know, it's like I, I haven't heard that. That has not been an answer to the question. Yeah. Um, no. And I, I yet, think so. I want teachers, if anyone is listening to this interview, because that can be really traumatizing. Like, I remember carrying mm -hmm. that with me for a while because I didn't understand why I was the only one that felt ugly in the room because mm -hmm. all of these other little girls are like, I love pink lipstick. And, you know, and I my mom was like, no, don't wear pink lipstick. Like, we don't even have that in the house. <laughs> but I, I hope teachers really start focusing in on teaching individuality in terms of beauty, like not necessarily um, the way it's being taught, like, oh, this is how you're going to stand out. And this one trick works for everybody. It's more of like, no, take in your student and who they are. What is their complexion? You know, what is their hair? What works on their body type? Mm. They need to feel beautiful and, you know, uplifted uh, in order to feel good in whatever audition they're going in for. So I hope teachers start, you know, paying a little more 
attention to that, those nuances. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind? You're enough. You are enough. Mm. I would love for that to be on a billboard. Yeah. Yeah. And we do so much extra stuff that we don't need to do to just yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Just be. You are enough in the room. Like, mm -hmm. know that. Um, you don't have to try and be anybody else or, you know, imitate someone. We want to see you. Yeah. I love that. And I love this conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time. I can't wait spot. for Annie live. <laughs> and uh, before we wrap up, though, is there any other uh, anything else you want to add? Any asks you want to put out there? Any other information before we end this? Not that I could think of now that I'm on the spot. No, this was honestly so fun. And this was great. so great. Thank you for interviewing me. Thank you for thinking of me. I was like, what? She wants to interview little old me? How exciting. <laughs> little young you. Little young I, you. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is so great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jenny. Thank you. People of the world, Jenny LaRoche. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.